Okay, good morning everyone. This is 15 Minutes with Blake. I'm your host, Blake Linklater, and on the show with me today is Damon Utsi. Damon is a uh, seasoned retail veteran with over three decades of experience, and he helps new managers become great leaders. So go ahead, Damon. I mean, that's just a little bit blur about uh, your business and everything, but tell us how you got into it. Tell us uh, about your business, uh, and then we will get right into it. Sure, great. First, good morning, Blake, and thank you for inviting me to your show. It's a great privilege to be here. Um, yeah, as you mentioned, I have over 30 years of experience uh, in the retail space and leadership, various leadership roles. Um, started, sheesh, so over 30 years ago at a very young age. My first leadership role was I was a bakery manager. Um, learned a lot, kind of phased out of the bakery, uh, the bakery field, and then moved over to Costco. So for the past 24 years, I've been with Costco Wholesale. And what I've noticed throughout the, my tenure there and other companies, and just in general, that you have a lot of new managers that they get the promotion, they get into the, the position, and they don't have those specific skills that they need to become great leaders to, to motivate their team, to get their team behind them. And throughout my years, once again, I've seen the success that I've had with training other managers and getting them to the next level and seeing other leaders. So I've, I've started coaching. So essentially I've been coaching for over 30 years. Um, and now I do it on my own as well. So to help others get to that, that next level and, you know, hopefully change their, uh, their trajectory, their career trajectory. Cool. Awesome. So you mentioned something there that, that I want to touch on right away is that, you know, you mentioned a lot of them don't have the skills and so what are like, let's just say, let's narrow it down. What are two or three skills that you notice when they get promoted that people are missing? One in general is, uh, engagement. That's a big, big skill that, um, a lot of managers new and seasoned, I see are missing where they come in, they think their people are there just to do the job for them. And they don't really engage in seeing how they're doing, seeing what their day is like, seeing where their weaknesses are. And the only way you're going to find that out is by actually speaking to your uh, people and engaging with them, truly engaging with them. Um, and in order to do that, you have to care about your people. Another skill is uh, vulnerability. Um, a lot of, once again, because I, I myself as a, manager even now i still have problems with being vulnerable showing my weaknesses if i do make a mistake knowing that it's okay for my people to see that or for my team to see that because what happens when a manager is vulnerable or leaders vulnerable it puts their team in a in a psychological state they call it psychological safety where they feel it's okay for them if they do make a mistake they're going to be more apt to bring it to their leader's attention, or if they don't know something, they're going to be more apt to uh, ask your leader a question because they realize that, Hey, my leader's not perfect. They, when they make a mistake or when they mess up, they're quick to let us know about it as well. They don't know all the answers. And that's my third point is as a leader, not knowing all the answers, knowing that you don't have all the answers. Um, a lot of times I leave a lot of the decisions in my people's, hands i empower them to make the decisions they'll run it by me if it's having to do with changes in workflow or new processes they'll run it by me i'm like my whole take on it let's try it 
okay, we try it, it works great, you know, if not, okay, we learn from it and we move on. They're the ones that are doing the work. Um, I'm not the smartest person in the room. That's what I have to realize. And as a young leader, that's the one thing I did not um, really recognize. I thought I had all had to have all the answers. With as a leader, you really don't. Cool. Okay. Awesome. So tell me about your biggest success then. My biggest success. Well, Blake, I would say my biggest success, apart from marrying my wife, my biggest success career-wise is going to be my people. Uh, just watching my people grow and get to the next level, um, being promoted or just really lighting that fire under them and, and watching them promote to the next level or get to a, another position or just have that drive and that desire to want to do that. I've had several team members come through where they're just there to collect the paycheck. But then after engaging with them, talking to them, empowering them, they buy into the whole process and then they want to become part of the solution, part of the actual moving the company forward, moving the team forward. And then when you see that, that spark that's lit underneath them and they start taking uh, ownership of things and taking control of their area and their department and making these decisions. And then next thing you know, it, they're up for a promotion or they're up for a, a an internship like I just had last week I just had a success story one young man on my team um, he's I worked with him through our uh, leadership development program and then there was an opportunity for a huge uh, corporate internship program uh, where that will literally catapult his career because he's gonna have so much exposure uh, we sat down we filled out the application we did gave him what he needed and last week he came to me he's like hey guess what i got the position i got the internship this is a three-month cool. internship for him and i mean it was it was for him it was a win i gave a, a guy a hug and i mean i was at the point of tears because that like i said that is a success for me watching them move on and i know i'm gonna lose them this is a, an ace on my team i'm gonna lose them but you know what i'm happy for him because his life has changed literally his life has literally changed down for the future because of these skills and the doors that have opened for him. So that's the biggest success for me. Cool. Let, let's go to the other end. I like that one. I like how you were um, moved to tears with it. I, I think that's pretty, uh, it shows a lot. Let's go to the other end. And what's been your biggest failure? Oh, you're going to make me be vulnerable here. Okay. <laughs> um, my biggest failure. When I think of Everybody the gets word... Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Everybody oh, gets no. on the show. <laughs> yep. Um, when I think of the word fail, I've looked at it in a different way. Fail for me is a first attempt in learning. So if I don't learn from my failures, I'm not, it's just that it's a failure. So I would say my biggest failure was my first attempt in leadership. I said I was a young leader. I was 19, 20. I was the youngest in the organization at the time. And I came in, and like I said, I, I wasn't vulnerable. I didn't engage with my people. I thought I had all the answers and it had me chasing my tail. It really did. Um, I didn't connect with my people on the level that I should have. And it I ended up burning out. I mean, and after I would say six years in that position, I burnt out and had to step away for, for a little bit. And it was, it was a hard thing to do. It was, so for me, that was my biggest failure, but I always look back on that 
whenever I need to ground myself. And I think back to that young 19, 20 year old Damon, um, how I would get upset easily or how I thought I had all the answers and I'll reflect on that. And that really helps me ground myself and, you know, really kind of bring me down when I'm feel like I'm getting up there a little bit. So what do you think, um, like as a leader and as a coach, what do you, what do you feel separates you from what, what, what makes you different opposed to all the other leaders and coaches out there and what separates you? What makes you different? Makes me different. It's a good question. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the Japanese art of uh, Kintsugi. Kintsugi? No. So Tell us about it. It's okay. So what it is is um, the Japanese. They take is a piece of pottery that can be broken or anything that's broken, but in particular pottery. And what they do is when they mend it and they fix the pottery, they the cracks they they seal it with um, they put gold dust or platinum or silver dust in the sealant. So once the pottery or the piece is is repaired where those cracks are which would be unsightly to most people the gold or whatever precious metal they dust they put in there it accentuates the cracks and it, it actually makes it a beautiful piece of of pottery um that's the style of leadership that i that i like to um to use with my people so i take someone or a person where most people are like, oh, they don't have the skills. They, they're not a leader. They're not a, or you may have, they're not a born leader, which leaders aren't born. You can give anyone those skills. So I'll see that in someone. I always look for the, the beauty or the good skills, qualities in someone and take those qualities and accentuate those and work with those qualities and get them to that next level to where people will see a noticeable change in them. Those that just really wrote them off and said, there's nothing there that, they wouldn't make a good leader and I really work with them. That's the challenge for me. I think that's what sets me apart from other leaders is I try and see the good or the beauty in everyone because we all have cracks. I mean, if you mm -hmm. want to be honest, if we're honest with ourselves, we all have those, those chinks or cracks or whatever. But if we take those cracks and really look at the beauty in them, the, the Kintsugi way and fill in those cracks with gold and work with those people, and those qualities that they have, they can be a great leader as well. And so I think that's what sets me apart is seeing uh, the trying, looking for the beauty in others, even when there's something that, you know, you have to dig deep sometimes, but it's there. And if you give them that opportunity, you'd be surprised what will happen and what they can do. Okay, cool. I think you might've touched on, I really like that, how you kind of fill the cracks with gold. And I, I think you might've touched on it already, but. What do you think has been one key to your success? I would say that looking at, looking at the beauty in people. And then also um, one of my mentors calls it compassionate curiosity. Um, whenever there's an issue or an opportunity that I'm dealing with uh, my team members, you got to get, it's called compassionate curiosity. And basically what that is, is we acknowledge what their problem is or what the issue may be, what they're, feeling and then I get curious with it I just ask questions hey you know why are you feeling that way what 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 approach are we doing just really see where they're coming from allow them to be heard and then once I know that and we have that then we we try and group problem solve we work together as a team to 
to solve the problem or whatever it is that may be troubling them or that they may be having difficulty with. And really by listening and giving people a listening ear and being compassionate when doing it, so many problems have been resolved. So many opportunities have been taken care of because most of the time, that's all people want. They need to be heard. You know, so if there's something that's going on, I take a pause, stop, take a breath and just really listen, you know, active, actively listen. And I'm not trying to think about what I'm going to say next or kind of rebut why they're wrong. No, I'm really listening to what's going on with them and then allow them, let them know that they're being heard by repeating it back. So that way I know I have a full understanding of it. And then, like I said, we, we solve the problem together. Um, I think that's a huge key to my success is just zipping it and, and listening. Okay, we're coming up near the end here, but I got another, you know, I kind of want to touch on, like, I know there's a lot of, you know, the differences in the workforce with, with the age range. I mean, I, I'm 43, I'm kind of borderline, what is it, millennial or Gen Z, I, I don't know, or maybe Gen Y, I think. <laughs> uh, born in 80s, so I'm kind of following the right, uh, right on the line, but what do you notice about today's workforce? I mean, you're in the retail field. So I imagine the work for the retail, it's very transient at times. Um, but what do you, what do you notice about the workers that you're leading? The workers that I'm leading are that younger force that's coming, workforce that's coming in. Um, they're hard workers. They want to do a good job. Um, they want to be heard. They want to have a voice. They want to have input as far as what's going on in their workday. They want people to see them for, for who they are. Um, and I think that's kind of where the disconnect comes in between the older generation because I'm 50. And so I can see that there's sort of a gap between those that are in my generation, the Gen X generation and, and the younger ones. We were the, just go and get it done work. Just, you know, keep mouth shut and, head down it doesn't work that way anymore those days are those days are gone and what i'm finding is when we don't embrace the new uh, generation that's the workers that are coming in those that are interested in that work-life balance that are more interested in having the time off than than the money and, and wanting to have a say in their job we're not listening to them we're they're disengaged and guess what they're going to go somewhere else and they're going to find another job somewhere else they're going to work somewhere else and they're going to be an asset to another company. So I think as leaders, what we need to do is we really need to take and embrace that difference uh, in the ages and, and really work with that and, and listen to that younger generation because they do have a lot to say. I always say that leaders are readers and there's two different points of view from that. Yes, leaders, they read, they're always doing what they can to educate themselves and to, to elevate themselves and to become better leaders. But we're also learning how to read our people. We need to be able to read our people. We need to be able, that's where that engagement comes in because if we're not taking the time to read our people, to see how their day is going, see what their needs are, then once again, we're, we're in the wrong position. You know, we, we, our job is to build that next generation of leaders and get them to the next step. I want my team to take my job. That's my goal. So if we're going in as leaders, as taking, holding back information from that from our team, we're, we're not going to be a fail. We're not going to be a success. It's going to be the exact opposite. Cool. Okay. Lastly, before we wrap it up, what one action listeners can take today to become a 
what, what's one action that new managers can take today to become better leaders? One action they can do take to become better leaders. The first 15 minutes of your day, every morning, this is what I do. This is my routine is you go out and you speak to your team. A good morning. How are you doing? How's your day? You learn their names. You would be surprised how many leaders do not know their team members' names, such that they have a larger team, like 20 plus. They're not familiar with their people. So if I don't, if there's a gap in my morning where something comes up and I have to handle a situation that's urgent and I don't say good morning, my team thinks that I am not at work that day because it's unusual for me not to speak to them. It's out of habit. So that's the biggest thing. One of the biggest steps that I can say to becoming a great leader is to take the time out every morning to speak to your people, really speak to them, see what's going on. That's how you're going to gauge how your day is going to go. You'd be surprised what you learn about your people and how much they're going to engage with you and how much you're going to get out of them. Cool. I, I like that. I think that's uh, pretty cool. All right. Awesome. So you know what? We're winding down here while we're nearing, we're hitting the end. Uh, thanks again for coming on. How can people get a hold of you? They can Where reach can they me. Reach primarily. They can um, two ways. Uh, my email is coach Damon Utsi. That's my full name, coach, D-A-M-O-N-U-T-S-E-Y at gmail.com. Or you can find me on LinkedIn, Damon Utsi. I'd be happy to engage and to see what I can do to help you or just to give you some tips. I post a lot on LinkedIn, um, a lot of nice little pointers and tips there being a great leader. Perfect. Awesome. Thanks again, Damon. And uh, thanks again to all, all the listeners. You know, feel free to like, share the post on LinkedIn, on all social media platforms. Uh, it'll be there. As always, tell me what you like, what you didn't like, and be happy to hear your th feedback and share it. Spread the word. And don't forget to subscribe. And again, you can hit me up on all social media platforms. And we look forward to chatting with you next week.